0: hello good people of the internet i'm dave rubin it is december 1st 2020 we are finally in the 12th and final month of this very bizarre year 2020 It seems like time has sort of no meaning anymore. Like we could be in December, maybe it's June, possibly it's February, everything. Time has just sort of like stretched and been pulled and pushed and thinned out. And it's just very, very weird. But yes, we are in the last month of the wackiest year, at least since I've been on this planet since 1976. And uh, we got a whole bunch to talk about. Before we do any of that stuff and and get you caught up on some of the news of the day, uh, today is Giving Tuesday. Uh, You guys may know about this. It's been going on for the last couple of years, but this is often right after Thanksgiving. It's the end of the year. People are trying to figure out uh, where they can donate. you know, some, some nonprofits that they can give some money to and help some charities and things like that. Um, so I just made a donation and I just wanted to uh, remind you guys that there are all sorts of nonprofits that you can give to that are hopefully in line with some of your beliefs. So instead of the government having to take from you and give to something that you don't necessarily believe in, uh, if you got a little extra money and you get a tax write off and everything else, that there are all sorts of great nonprofits that you can give to, to help education, to help animals, to help elderly, to help homeless, I mean, all of the things that, that we demand the government do, you can often do for yourself. So I just made a donation to Animal Hope and Wellness Foundation, uh, which is where we got Clyde. And let's throw up the first picture of Clyde. Uh, for those of you, I know most of you know Clyde already, but that's the day we got Clyde. That was the first day of lockdown, that's at Animal Hope and Wellness, and uh, some of you remember the story. Uh, Emma, our previous dog, she was 16 years old, she had cancer, she had just died a few months before, and I was about to go on a book tour. We weren't gonna get a dog for about a year, but that first day of lockdown, I heard that all these shelters were closing, and I just ran over there because they, they were saying that they were gonna have to put all these dogs down, and Animal Hope and Wellness is not a kill shelter, but they had just rescued Clyde from a uh, kill shelter. His name wasn't even Clyde at the time. He didn't. He didn't even have a name. He had no tags or anything. Um, but they had just rescued him. He had already, they had signed the thing. Like he was gonna be put down that day, this gorgeous one-year-old boxer pit mix. And we adopted him. I told David, oh yeah, we'll foster him for a week, but I knew what was gonna happen. And now we've had him for months and and he's just great. And here's a picture of him from this morning. I mean, look at those two pictures, right? One, he's scared, he's nervous. You can see he's got that scar on his head. We had a little surgery, we took care of that. And this picture is from uh, from this morning. That's uh, up on the roof and we were doing a little morning meditation and Clyde is good. So yes, I donated to Animal Hope and Wellness which is animalhopeandwellness.org slash donate. But I hope if you have a couple couple extra bucks that you will do a little donating uh, too because there's all sorts of organizations out there that line up probably with your beliefs. And, and the things that you want to get done in society. And it's kind of nice when you can help make it happen instead of demanding that we just take money from somebody else and uh, and force people to, to give away their money uh, through taxes instead of just doing it on your own. Okay guys, so the three topics that we are gonna discuss today, you're not gonna believe this first one. Uh, an LA s- County supervisor, one of the people who voted three to two to shut down all of our businesses, basically from Thanksgiving up into Christmas till December 20th, and then of course we know that they'll extend it into Christmas as well, and put these draconian laws and you can't even have people in your house and all a series of all sorts of stuff, but literally close down all the restaurants. The only restaurants we have in LA right now are just takeout, you cannot even sit outdoors. So think about all these restaurateurs, these people who have built all these makeshift outdoor things, spent more money when they don't have it because no one's going to restaurants, now they can't even use that. It's absolutely insane. Well, you're not gonna believe this. One of the ladies who voted three to two to close down all the restaurants, guess where she went right after the vote? Yeah, she went out to eat, yeah. Shocking, shocking. So, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Then, we're going to talk about Time Magazine. Time Magazine was once a respected magazine when we had sort of respected places of journalism in the United States. It was a long time ago. And for you kids, I know you don't remember it. Uh, But they have put out their Person of the Year nominees. And it includes such incredible lefty all stars like Stacey Abrams, Andrew Cuomo, Dr. Fauci, Gretchen Whitmer, BLM activists, and much more. So, we'll discuss that. And, uh, and then finally, I thought this would be interesting because there's still so much going on with the election. And you know I'm trying, not only for you guys, but even for myself, not to get totally lost in the weeds, like, oh, this little thing happened and that leads to this. And I'm trying to just sort of take in a whole bunch of information and, and filter it and decipher it in a way that, that makes it understandable to you guys, but also so that I don't get completely overloaded. Uh, well, The Federalist did a really nice recap uh, and they did an article called Five More Ways Joe Biden, wait, Five More Ways Joe Biden Outperformed, uh, sorry, it's called Five More Ways Joe Biden Outperformed Election Norms. And it's their way of sort of debunking some of the strange things that have happened here. And, and basically, these are the kind of things that you'd have to believe happened if you, if you believe that Joe Biden won. So, so we'll do all of that uh, before we get to all of that. Though, I wanna talk to you good people about Bilt Bar. Are you looking for a new protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? Well, I've got just the one for you. It's in my hand right now. I'm pointing to it, people. Bilt Bars are super tasty and come in 18 amazing flavors. As you know, I'm a cookies and cream guy. Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, including both nut and nut-free flavors and are soft and easy to chew. With the holidays just around the corner, we're between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's easy to slip up, which is why Bilt Bars are the perfect alternative to pie. For the health conscious guy, I can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Ruben, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Use promo code Ruben for 20% off at builtbar.com, and it's good for bars built go or built boost. And now back to me. All right. So we'll start here in LA. I know every day some other insane thing happens here in Los Angeles, happens in California. And not all of you watching are from LA or from California. God bless you and good work. Good, smart life decisions for you guys. Um, You know, people often ask me, What am I doing here? Like, that's the main thing I get. You know, I do these shows, I talk about how ridiculous it is and all that stuff. And people say, Well, what are you doing there? Why do you pay the high taxes? Why do you deal with the douchey people? You know, the lockdowns, all that stuff. And the truth is, there's really nothing left here but the weather. The weather is perfect. It's absolutely perfect pretty much all the time. It's like 75 and sunny, no humidity every day this week. We're in the middle of the winter right now. So that is the reason. And you know, if you if you live in LA, you're in some SoCal, you're in some proximity to the beach and that kind of stuff. It purely is a, is a weather thing for me at this point. Like at some point, I guess it was partly because Hollywood was here. And I guess what I do is at least somehow ancillarily related to entertainment and Hollywood and all that, but the whole, business has imploded and deservingly so. So it's not even really because of that anymore. And a lot of my friends have left. I, I do know a couple of nice people here. There's a couple of refugees. We, we bring them in for dinners where they can speak freely, uh, but it's mostly about the weather. But anyway, uh, this is just absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm gonna give you the quote here from Fox 11 Los Angeles because uh, just, out, well, we'll just, let's just go to the quote. Just hours after Los Angeles County Supervisor Sheila Cool voted for, to ban outdoor dining at Los Angeles County's 31,000 restaurants over COVID-19 safety concerns. She visited a restaurant in Santa Monica where she dined indoors. Cool referred to the outdoor dining as a most dangerous situation. She then dined at Alfresco. Uh, she, <laughs> she dined at Alfresco at Il Forno hours after she voted. Okay, so you understand what these people are doing? So she was one of five people that voted. Three of the people voted to put us in further lockdown, destroy the restaurants. Two of them said, no, She no, we're gonna keep them open. She was one of the ones that said yes, but then it wasn't as if you make the vote and then we lock down at that moment, there's still a couple day window before all the lockdowns happened. So she then decided, yeah, we're gonna destroy all the restaurants, we're gonna lock everybody down, okay. You know, and again, they, they never, there's no science that proves any of this makes any sense or anything like that. But then if it was so dire, lady, Sheila, if it was so dire, why would you then go to an outdoor restaurant? Now, it turns out she really likes this restaurant. It's really, she really enjoys Italian food, apparently. And you know, she wanted a little pasta, you know, little penne, little fusilli, uh, and she went out there and dined. But the hypocrisy, it's the hypocrisy more than anything else. If these people behaved in a way that was consistent with their idiotic voting records and and all of the things they say, that would be one thing, by the way, I would still be against all the lockdowns and the rest of it, but that would be one thing, but they want rules for you and not for them. They She knows, she knows that it's perfectly fine to go to a restaurant, but she, decides to lock them down and then she does it herself. I mean, try to imagine the gall, like really try to imagine, you put this vote in 31,000 restaurants with an untold amount of employees and livelihoods and all that. You say, I'm gonna further destroy those things. Can I get a, uh, I get a pasta? Let me get a pasta over here. Let me get a uh, pen, penne pasta, please. Uh, this is the, her spokesman said she loves El Forno Uh, and has been saddened to see it like so many restaurants suffer from a decline in revenue. She ate there taking appropriate precautions and sadly will not dine there again until our public health order permit. Well, she's the one that is doing the public health order and if they're the appropriate precautions, then why can't the rest of us do it? None of this makes any sense. These people are authoritarian lunatics and as you know, I am a freedom extremist and I believe that people should be allowed to eat at restaurants if they so choose. I didn't think when uh, 2020 began back in January 11 months ago that saying that people should be able to eat outdoors in Los Angeles was gonna be a controversial statement. I realized that now it puts you on a list and I'm probably in a lot of trouble, um, but that's where I'm at, people. You should be allowed to eat at restaurants these people who govern us are complete morons and deserve none of our respect or, or even, not even respect, they don't deserve our respect and they don't even deserve our attention. Like maybe we just need to start ignoring them and I mean that at every level. Like our police officers should start ignoring them. Like police officers shouldn't act like the jackboots of the state showing up at people's houses and closing restaurants. And if you're a restaurateur, open up your restaurant. I saw a story this morning, there's some guy in uh, in Staten Island in New York who's just opening up his restaurant. He's not charging, you can make a donation and you know, let's see what happens. Like, are they gonna come for him? Cuomo probably will, but this is how you fight back. It, it starts with us guys. Uh, okay, let's move on to the second story because uh, you guys know Time magazine. I'm sure none of you subscribe to it anymore. I don't know how many, how many people are actually subscribing to these things anymore. Uh, and most places of journalism have destroyed themselves. Trump, I mean, you know, his his greatest gift, you know, I think he taught people on the right how to fight back. But his real greatest gift was just to completely unmask the the partisan lefty Democrat media as something that is that is in cahoots. With the Dems, it's 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 their PR agency in effect. Uh, so Time Magazine, you know, they do their Person of the Year every year, and their nominees in the political category this year include Stacey Abrams, Andrew Cuomo, Dr. Fauci, Gretchen Whitmore, BLM activists, and more. I'll give you a couple of some of the other names. So Fauci, eighty-one percent said that he should be the Man of the Year. He's given us all sorts of. Uh, You know, all sorts of very conflicting and confusing information on that. Kamala Harris, who polled at basically 0% in the Democratic primary, and then they just selected her for social justice points as the VP, she got 68%. Joe Biden, broken foot dementia, Joe Biden got 64. Stacey Abrams, who's literally never done anything other than lose a Georgia gubernatorial race, got 59. AOC, who's a complete idiot, got 38. Cuomo, 35, Bernie Sanders, 23, Nancy Pelosi, 22. Whitmer, who literally shut down uh, Michigan and told people that they can't garden at their own houses, yeah, she got 19%. Elizabeth Warren got 17%. She would have had 15%, but as a Native American, they gave her two extra percentage points. And then they did get a couple of people on the right on there. Donald Trump got 8%, uh, Amy Coney Barrett got 6%, Mike Pence got 3%. I should also tell you that Amy, Amy Comey Barrett's 6%, that was matched by Cardi B who also got 6%. So Amy Coney Barrett, who is now on the Supreme Court, got 6% and so did Cardi B. Cardi B, of course, uh, she's got the the wet-ass pussy and the bucket and the whole thing and uh, that was worth 6% of support. Anyway, I I mention all of this basically, just that these things, like these old structures that existed, the time person of the year, this award, the Emmys, the Oscars, all of these things that sort of felt like they meant something for a long time, they just don't really mean anything anymore. And if anything, it's not that they don't mean anything. They probably mean the reverse of what they're supposed to mean, right? Like the person of the year, the person who changed the world potentially, hopefully in a positive way. Now they don't always do it in a positive way. I'm pretty sure Hitler was the person of the year at one point. So it's, it's someone who's just like affecting the world. But this is just more just like fellating a bunch of lefty politicians. It's just like boring and no one cares about these things. And, and again, all of these institutions, I mean, the beauty of it, is all of these institutions, journalistic institutions, academic institutions and everything else, they're burning themselves down in the name of social justice. The danger of course is that it's also coming to our government. I just saw, we're gonna cover this story tomorrow, but Janet Yellen, who is I think Biden's nominee for treasury secretary, if I'm not mistaken, um, she just gave a speech this morning where she's talking about how the treasury will deal with climate justice and, and like just all of, and gender equality and all of that stuff that it's like, we moved past all of this. You guys are bringing all of the systemic racism that you're always talking about. You're the ones that are implementing it in the system. And that's why all of these institutions, they need to collapse. If you would have asked me two years ago, do these institutions need to collapse? I think I was still sort of on the side of, no, we've got to fight to keep these things going. But it, it's just become obvious that at, at virtually every layer, they've all become so corrupt that we have to let them collapse and then and then we'll see what happens there. Uh, so anyway, we shall see who becomes Time Magazine's Person of the Year. You think it might, it, maybe it would have been that Trump guy who had a lot to do with what was going on this year, but uh, only 8% for Trump, but, but uh, 68% for Kamala Harris. I think the, uh, the evil cackling laugh got her a bonus 10%. Uh, okay, let's move on to the third story because I think this is probably the most most interesting of the day. So the Federalist wrote an article called Five More Ways Joe Biden Outperformed Election Norms. So I wanna go through the five bullet points that they make out there. And, and basically what they're saying is there's a bunch of strange, things that happened in this election. By the way, this is exactly now what uh, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and the entire Trump team, what they're talking about, they're sort of working in two different ways. We know that the Sidney Powell side of this thing is working on the Dominion voting machines and whether they were actually turning Trump votes into Biden votes or just throwing out massive Trump votes and why there were these very strange spikes at all sorts of weird hours uh, that that went like 97% for Biden and virtually nothing for Trump. That's what the Powell side and then the Giuliani side is dealing with late ballots, signatures that don't match, duplicate ballots, a whole bunch of other stuff like that. So that's that's all the stuff that we're gonna see go through the courts over the next couple of weeks. But again, because CNN and the New York Times and everywhere else, they're not really touching it. You've just got all of these people who either you're paying attention to it online and you think that there's something there or maybe you think that there's nothing there, but you know it. there is something happening, right? or you're just sort of a brainwashed mainstream media NPC and you don't even know that there's something going on. And imagine if Trump ends up winning, imagine if it gets to the court and we find out that there was massive fraud, that the the Dominion voting machines did things, that there were all sorts of fraudulent ballots in in Pennsylvania and Arizona, everywhere else. Well, if that happens in a couple weeks, just if it happens, imagine, how half of the country will have no idea in effect that there was anything even going on because the mainstream media refuses to talk about it. That's why I'm left to talk about it, I suppose. So let's go through these five bullet points because there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, Number one, 80 million votes which is about what Trump got. A lot of Americans turned out for a Washington politician who's been in office for nearly 50 years. That's of course, Joe Biden. Consider this, no incumbent president in nearly a century and a half has gained votes in a reelection campaign and still lost. Now we know that Trump got probably 11 or 12 million more votes than he did last time, yet he still lost, very strange. And Joe Biden got the most amount of votes all time, supposedly, even crushing Barack Obama seems a little strange, okay. What's also strange about Joe Biden? He's winning despite losing most bellwether counties. Biden is set to become the first president in 60 years to lose the states of Ohio and Florida on his way to election. Now that is obviously possible, but it's a little strange. For a century, these states have consistently predicted the national outcome and they've been considered roughly representative of the American melting pot as a whole. Despite national polling given Biden a lead in both states, he lost Ohio by eight points and Florida more than three. So all right, that doesn't prove that anything nefarious is going on, but it's just an interesting point of information. Information. Uh, number three, Biden trailed Clinton except in a few, in a select few cities. Uh, Patrick Basham, a pollster with an accurate, accurate track record and the director of the Democracy Institute in DC, highlighted two observations made by fellow colleagues polling guru Richard Barris of Big Data Poll and election analyst Robert Barnes. Robert Barnes, I've had on the show, by the way. Barris noted a statistical oddity from 2020's election returns. Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton in every major metro area around the country, except for Milwaukee, Detroit, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. That is kind of interesting, right? That seems like something is kind of there. Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Seems every other city that was supposed to go the way it did, did. Those were completely out of whack. Seems a little odd, all right. But again, anything's possible. Number four, Biden won despite Democrat losses everywhere else. Randy DeSoto noted in the Western Journal that Donald Trump was pretty much the only incumbent president in US history to lose his reelection while his own party gained seats in the House of Representatives. Now that's a Biden miracle. Let's unpack this one for a little bit because remember we were being told blue wave is coming. The Democrats are gonna pick up all these seats in the House. If I'm not mistaken at this point, the Republicans have picked up about 27 seats. We can maybe just fact check that on the flyer. No doubt that you guys will check it in the comment section, but about 27 seats and they didn't lose any seats. So you see, uh, it's very odd that down ticket, they did incredibly well, but the incumbent president who was clearly the national leader with a 95% approval rating in his own party, he lost, but they picked up all the down ticket stuff. It just seems odd. That's all I'm saying, it just seems a little odd. And number five, Biden overcame Trump's commanding primary vote. In the past, primary vote totals have been remar- remarkably accurate in predicting general election winners. Political analyst, David Chapman, highlighted three historical facts before election. Oh, you know what, I think I'm missing those ele- those three historical facts, uh, all right. Um, The point, well, I know what they are. In essence, it all boils down to the fact that Trump did unbelievably well in the primaries. There was no real reason for anyone to vote for Trump in the primaries, right? Like he was obviously going to be the Republican nominee. There was nobody running against him in essence, but the numbers that he showed up, on top of if you look at the rallies, and not only the rallies that Trump was at all over the middle of the country, but you saw what it was like when I went to the Beverly Hills rally here and rallies that were popping up all over in these car rallies all over the place and everything else. Like it all just feels a little bit, a little bit odd. Oh, okay, I've got the, uh, I've got the three uh, bullet points here that Chapman highlighted, so here we go. First, no incumbent who has received 75% of the total primary vote has lost reelection. Second, President Trump received 94% of the primary vote, which is the fourth highest of all time, higher than Dwight Eisenhower, Nixon, Clinton, or Obama. In fact, Trump is the only one of five incumbents since 1912 to receive more than 90% of the primary vote. So again, he did incredibly well in the primaries and it was about the numbers that he turned out when he was in essence voting, running against nobody. Uh, and finally, Trump set a record for most primary votes received by an incumbent with more than 18 million people turning out for him in 2020. So that, that gets to that point. So anyway, look, all of this, all of these things uh, are not proof of anything. They are, they are not proof of, Fraud. They are not proof that votes were switched. They are strange themes, often going back a hundred years or so, that are at least worth thinking about. And if we don't, if we don't discuss any of these, or if if you bring these things up, if you're immediately dismissed as a conspiracy theorist, or a kook, or a nutbag, or whatever it is, or a deplorable, uh, then then we've got a real problem. And as I said before, we're seeing right now. Um, in some of these states, the fights are still going on. Sydney Powell is still saying she's got something and they're trying to move it through the courts. From day one, what have I said? And I will gladly be quoted on this. And when all my haters selectively edit my videos, hopefully they won't selectively edit this. I am not saying that anything actually happened. We have to go to where the evidence is. And at the end, if they get, if it all gets through the courts and they say, well, nothing actually nefarious happened, this was totally legit, then so be it. Joe Joe Biden or Kamala Harris will be president. But if something happened, it is, not even if something happened, it is the duty of the American system to make sure that people believe in the system, have faith in the system. And how do you do that? Well, you can, audit elections, you can confirm things, you can have things go to the courts. And right now we're watching that system play out. And by the way, if you don't think something's a little odd here, Kamala Harris has still not stepped down from the Senate, right? Like she's supposed to be VP in in a mere six weeks. Why hasn't she stepped down from the Senate? That, That does seem a little odd. They do seem like they're getting a little nervous. Chuck Schumer was on the floor of the House yesterday demanding that even before inauguration, meaning before January 20th, that the, uh, that the Congress should start voting on Biden's nominees for all of these different positions. It's like, well, no, why would we do that? And of course, he's saying it because of COVID and the emergency and blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, I, think, I just think there's more things happening here uh, than certainly you're gonna see on mainstream media. Uh, okay, guys, I got a, uh, a hectic day, uh, so I'm gonna jump, but just a reminder, uh, it is Giving Tuesday, so if you got a couple extra bucks to spare, there's all sorts of interesting nonprofits, just do something that lines up with your own beliefs. That's it, whatever that is. If you wanna help veterans, help elderly people, animals, education, whatever it is, uh, you know, this this is the day to do it. Uh, and as I said, I donated to Animal Hope and Wellness, Dot org, which is where we got Clyde, and they just do great stuff. They actually go, if you go to their site, animalhelpandwellness.org, they have pictures of all the animals that they rescue, and usually they rescue animals from uh, from places like Vietnam and China and things like that, at dogs that are gonna be eaten, and they, they often they'll have dogs there that are missing legs and missing eyes and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I I go often to the, well, now you can't go because you have to make an appointment and everything else, but in normal times, I usually just go there and and say hi to the animals and there there are a lot of good people that work there. Uh, By the way, guys, you can watch part one of my interview with Douglas Murray, the brilliant, dare I say, the brilliant Douglas Murray, uh, which is up on our YouTube channel right now. That's all, if you wanna communicate with me directly, uh, join us at rubenreport.com, and I'll see you tomorrow.